Welcome to Rhythm and Words, a podcast exploring the rhythm of women in their 20s. I'm your host, Vivian Crooko, but you can call me Viv. The stories shared on this podcast dive into the joys, lessons, and journeys that we experience as 20-somethings in the world today. If nothing else, I hope that the following conversation inspires you to explore your own rhythm in one form or another. Ah, social media. Where do I begin? As a woman in your 20s, you are no doubt on social media for one reason or another. Perhaps, like me, you've been existing on the internet since the days of MySpace and Neopets. I spoke to writer, meditation teacher and small biz owner Raquel Helmers about all things socials as she and I share the predicament of wanting to create healthy boundaries while needing to show up online for the sake of our businesses. Raquel also shares her experience with having anxiety and how that's affected her relationship with social media. Raquel and I actually met online, so it was very fitting that we had this conversation, which also happens to be the first one that I recorded for Rhythm and Words. I love how the universe works. Let's dive deep with Raquel. This episode is social media and mental health, which I'm super excited to chat about. I feel like I could talk about it for hours. So let's start off easy and discuss um, what social media platforms we're on. So I use like mainly just Instagram, Facebook for more messenger. Yeah. And... I think that's it really, actually. Like, and Pinterest, you know, for Pinterest. Yeah. But I don't really class it as social. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just me in the corner, like, pinning. <laughs> so what about you? Um, I'm actually on, like, everything. Oh, really? So, um, I mainly use Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm on Facebook, but that's more for personal, like, to keep up with friends and family and memes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Snapchat, I use for the filters. Ah. <laughs> I find them so funny. <laughs> I love, like, the, the baby one at the moment. That's my favourite uh, one. I've seen that. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then I'm also on Pinterest, but like you, I'm kind of just sitting in the corner pinning as much as I can. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a very social activity, does it, like, no. pinning? It's just, like, And, like, solo. don't meet people over it. No, I've noticed that too. Like, you just kind of randomly follow, like, yeah, literally, like, random bloggers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I use Twitter, but I have, like, five followers on that. (laughs) (laughs) But I use that mainly to find what people are talking about, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of keep up with it. And I still use Tumblr. Oh, cute. So I kind of use that more as a, it's a bit more like Pinterest as well. I just sit in the corner and... Yes, Tumblr's like late night, like just browsing. Hey, it's kind of like when you got nothing else to do and you're like, I'll just look on Tumblr for like one minute and you're there for like three hours. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good for inspiration. Mm. So that's what I am on. Awesome. So would you say that Instagram is your most used app or is it more of a medium? No, 100% most used app. Like I love it the social side of it because mm. you can 
build such a community. Like, it's actually amazing. You know, we found each other on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so many people I've never met in real life, but I consider them, like, friends. Yes. <laughs> I know. I get, like, I kind of, like, catch myself and I'm like, oh, yeah, my friend... And then I'm like, oh, can I just call them my friend even though we only talk on the internet? Like, yeah, fuck it, let's call them friends. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so I spend most of my time on Instagram. Yes. It's crazy. (laughs) So we also both run businesses off Insta. So I guess with keeping that in mind, um, using it for personal and um, business use, how would you describe your relationship with Instagram at the moment? Uh, it's kind of like a love-hate thing. Mm-hmm. So I do love it for the community and to be able to share my art and my writing and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do just find myself mindlessly scrolling like way too often. Yes. And posting for no reason sometimes mm-hmm. I just want to I'm starting to change my mindset around that and I'm actually I do find I'm getting a more healthy relationship with it because I'm being conscious with my use of it good for you <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> actually it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because I've started using like that Duolingo um language yeah. app and it gets like when it's loading, it pops up with these little messages, and it's like, fifteen minutes of um on our app each day will teach you a language. What will fifteen minutes on social media do? <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm learning German on Duolingo. Ah, cool. So, yeah, so I've actually found um when I go to open Instagram, I'm like, no, how about we open Duolingo yeah. and do a bit more of that? Yeah. I know it's such a good distraction, and I find it like quite addicting as well. But like, yeah. you're learning, so you don't feel bad about it. so how much do you use instagram each week like do you know or like do you have a rough guess because i don't check mine and i always don't want to say it (laughs) you don't have to it's okay Um, no i'll be honest um i in the past week i checked Mm -hmm. i have used it 13 hours and 32 minutes Ooh. so what would that be two hours a day that's pretty good, though, actually. When you think of it for, like, business, you know, like, we can get stuck on DMs for quite a long time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just feel, I think I, like, I looked at it, like, two whole hours of my day mm. was spent sitting on Instagram. That's a lot of time that we could be using for, like, anything else, really, hey? Yeah, like, go for a walk, reading. Yeah. I, like, I get annoyed at myself because I'm, like, hey, I want to be reading more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, use that time to read then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how do you think using Instagram so much affects your mental health, either positively or negatively? Um, I think I've gotten a lot better with it. Mm-hmm. I used to get lost, like, on my personal account, mm. you know, where I'd be comparing my life to people I know. Um, but I think positively, cause I can talk to my community now and I can, if I post on my story and be like, Hey, having a shit day. Yeah. You always get so many people reaching out and it's like, Whoa, <laughs> these people care. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love it so much actually. Like yeah. just the community I found, yeah. have you found that like you have more of a community on your business page than your personal or is it the same? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, so my personal, like, it's just, I think people are so used to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Whereas with um, the business page, I think because people are going through it, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, like, I get what you mean. Like, because often my mental health can kind of take a dive when I've taken through many clients. Yeah. Or, um, you know, invoices aren't getting paid. And so people can reach out because they're like, yeah, no, I totally get what you mean. So mm. we can just kind of bond over that. Yeah. So it's nice when, like, you – I found, you know, when you're the most vulnerable is when you get the most out of it, yeah. you know, because, like, so many people just actually reach out to you that maybe you wouldn't usually chat to, like, yeah. on an everyday basis, and then they'll share stories with you. And yeah, it's not nice. Yeah. I like it for that respect. Like, if you have, like, a good – I think a good relationship with it, it can be a really powerful tool, tool but if not, it can be kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so you are also a meditation and mindset teacher, which is very cool. Um, with Have you found any of your students like seeking meditation as a way to take a break from socials or like learn to have a better relationship with them? Yeah. 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 So that's like one of the biggest reasons people come to me. Mm. Um, and I think because of the whole self-care movement mm-hmm. at the moment. So, cause we like live in a day where we constantly need to be on and we're not giving ourselves the time to switch off. Like yeah. people are considering their social media time, their switch off time, which mm-hmm. is completely not. Um, and we're not also giving our time, giving ourselves time to process our emotions. Mm-hmm. So think people are starting to realize that especially because like now that I'm getting older so my students are mostly a bit older mm-hmm. well we're not really old <laughs> <laughs> um, but most of them have found me through social media so yeah. they know that I kind of have the same relationship with it and majority of them are running their own digital businesses as well like oh, whether it's cool. through network marketing or if it's what we do in Mm -hmm. copywriting or branding or design, any of that. So most of them are from that respect. So they're kind of seeking a reason to get away from it all because they have to be on all the time. Definitely. It's such a tough, like, I think that was one of the biggest things I grappled with, like just trying to figure out a balance because you don't want to miss anything and you don't want to be that person who never responds or anything. But at the same time, you're like, I can't be on here responding to client messages at 11pm, like, no, like, they don't need to know I'm on my phone still. Yeah, definitely. And then it kind of sets, like, an unrealistic expectation on their part that you'll always be there. Mm. And we we need to start taking away from that because it's like, no, I'm not going to always be there. Just because I'm online doesn't mean I have to be replying to you right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a client who's in London. Oh, that's cool. And so our chat times are so off but Mm -hmm. because she knows that I like she's picked up on the fact that I sit up late yeah she's that I can talk to her when it's her daytime but I need to I like from early on I was like no we need to establish a certain amount of time and we'll talk to each other where it's Mm -hmm. like both daytime (laughs) yeah (laughs) then just let me be and let me scroll yeah do whatever in the other times. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are having a, like, a bad or crappy mental health day, do you avoid social media or do you, 
do you use it to escape from like your uh, mind? It's kind of a little bit of both. Yeah. So it just it depends, I guess, on what's really going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know I need to avoid it more. <laughs> Doesn't mean I will. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, some days if it's, um, if I find myself comparing myself or mm. just that I'm not actually getting anything good out of it, I will put it in another room and I'll use it to, use that time to read or write or meditate or mm-hmm. walk without my phone. But some days, like like we've said, it can be really good to talk to your community. Yeah. So sometimes, like, I'll put out there, help me (laughs) (laughs) and like I'll I'll make sure that I'm choosing to look at profiles that make me feel good or Mm. you know like there's I've forgotten the name but there's this one account I should have thought of the name before I said this (laughs) that's okay (laughs) (laughs) but she's like a psychologist I think. oh cool and so I find like I sometimes scroll through that because it's really good to mm. she has like quotes that really resonate really help you with your mental health yeah stuff. well that's yeah. good yeah so do you have ever have like off like fully offline days or like a few hours when you can just put away like your phone beyond you know like just going for a walk without it or anything um, I don't think I've ever really had an offline day. Wow. I know. That's really bad. <laughs> I've actually, recently I've been um, Googling retreats mm-hmm. so I can, because I need a reason to put it away yeah. and I'm not very good at um, having like a, a solid reason. Mm-hmm. So I can go most of the day without it if I choose to. But I'll still find myself picking it up because, like, my family and I have a group chat and we're just we're sending this stupid stuff all day. Yeah. So part of me is like, oh, I need to be there in case, like, I need to message them or something's mm-hmm. going on or they call me and they need me, mm-hmm. which hardly ever happens. So. Yes. Um, yeah, so I don't really have offline days, but... I will put it away when I meditate because, like, you shouldn't have technology around you when you're meditating anyway. Mm. Um, And then so I'll usually go a couple of hours without it. So Mm -hmm. I'll meditate and then I'll sit with the energy that I've conjured with meditating and then I'll use that for my writing usually. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it really works because, like, after you kind of – because it's all about introspection and – that's where my best work comes, I think, because mm-hmm. I'm, like, totally in my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, now let's get it all <laughs> yeah. I get my best ideas when I'm, like, driving by myself. Yes. And not necessarily listening to, like, because I usually, like, sing along to my music, but when it's, like, <laughs> not sing-along music, like, my brain just goes nuts, and I'm always, like, getting the, scrambling for the voice recorder at red lights and shit, I'm like... <laughs> Please pick this up. I'm not calling anyone. I'm just making a really important note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I was about to say before you said that, I was like, do you have a voice record? (laughs) Yes. I actually thought, like, my boyfriend used to live about an hour and a half away, so I would often drive up to go and see him, which was fine. Um, 
and then on the way I'd just get all these great ideas but I was on the highway so I, I didn't really feel like comfortable you know whipping out my phone to text and I was like maybe I should get an old school voice recorder you know like on like the investigation shows cool. yeah because I feel like it's just one button and you don't really have to look at it you know you can just feel for it so it's actually such a good idea I'm still thinking of that they've got like digital versions now too which aren't too expensive so you don't have to like whip out the old cassettes <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Maybe I should also do that. Yeah. But then it's also like it feels weird when you're like listening to yourself back. Yeah. And then I often pause a lot when I'm trying to like get the right words out like speaking because I'm a much better writer. And then yeah. there'll be like these random pauses where you can hear like the radio or the indicator for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Quality content. Definitely. <laughs> that. Oh, so we are both millennials. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also both older sisters, mm-hmm. which is cute. Um, <laughs> you are, you have one younger sister, that's right? Yeah. Yeah. Who is Gen Z. Yeah. Um, so how do you find, like, do you guys have different relationships with social media or would you say, like, they're pretty much the same as far as you can tell? Um, we're the same in most respects, I think, mm-hmm. but... I do notice her just, she's going to hate me for saying this, but (laughs) she mindlessly scrolls like all the time Mm -hmm. and it kind of frustrates me sometimes because, you know, she can't just sit there and do nothing. I'll watch her and she'll just be like, she'll put it down and then she'll pick it up like a second later and she'll just scroll. And I just watch her finger. (laughs) It's like. They're so fast, hey. They are. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and because I have an older, I have two older sisters. Mm -hmm. And so they're millennials as well. But even, I think because we're on the cusp of millennial. Yeah. They, uh, they do have different relationships as well where, um, they can just have so much more time off it. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Like my eldest sister, she's only 28, but she, hardly spends time on Facebook anymore mm-hmm. and she's quite conscious with her Instagram use. So I'm like, but, you know, and she's um, starting to run an, run an online business <laughs> up. So she uh-huh. is, I think her biggest thing is actually having to be on it more. Yeah. She's kind of, I don't want to be on this, but I need to be. And I'm like, <laughs> swear I come in. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, me lady. <laughs> that is so interesting because that's only like your younger sister's 20 did you say so it's like an eight year age span and like you all have very different relationships which i think so interesting because i'm the um the eldest of eight um which is insane yeah we've never all lived together so like it's not too bad but um yeah so i kind of am like i don't really have anyone to compare myself to as like an older figure I can just see how they're acting or like reacting to social media and um one of my little brothers is I was gonna say 10 but I think he's 11 this year he was getting up me because I like couldn't remember how old he was maybe he's 12 anyway he um he's very much in that age where they are obsessed with it like their whole like just their whole life revolves around Instagram and like liking and follow for follow and all that stupid shit and I was like 
Wow, it's just, yeah, it's weird because we obviously follow each other on it and just seeing how he uses it is, like, completely different to how I do. And he's just so invested in the numbers. Like, yes. really invested. And I'm like, wow. I feel like we must have been at some point, but I, not anymore, yeah. which is nice. Like, but, yeah, and just how he holds, like, his self-worth, his self-worth yeah. <laughs> to, like, these stupid apps. And, um, yeah, it's good because my, um, my parents are quite restrictive with, like, how much he gets to use it because they can see he's, like, so addicted. Yeah. But, yeah, even then, you're, like, you can't just not let them have it because then they get bullied if they don't, you know, have the same thing that everyone else does and it's just such a clusterfuck of, like... Yeah. So gross. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Even, like, with my little sister, um, they all have, like, their private... And then their public accounts. Oh. And I'm like, what is the point? Because the yeah. where they post just like dumb stuff, <laughs> which like it's funny. And yeah. Because like, it's for their closest friends. Mm-hmm. But then they also have, it's not like they have a business account like we do. They mm. have a, just an account where they, they might even have that private, but it's where they post their prettier photos. Right. Okay. What? <laughs> that is so much effort. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh. Like I have my personal account, but that's where I'll just post whatever photo I want to post. Like yeah, there. that's just you. Yeah. So wow. I don't know. I just find it kind of baffling in a way watching them all use it and yeah, like already curating themselves. Yeah. Like, but so yeah. deeply. Right. And, like, because I remember once I was talking to um, one of her friends. He He's a year older than her. Mm. And he asked me, like, what my ratio was. What? Of followers. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is so, that? Like, how many followers to following. So I, at the time, oh, right. I think I had, like, a 1,000 followers and I was following 500 mm-hmm. or so. Okay. And he was like, oh, that's such a good ratio. And like, okay. Amazing. So lots of that. No way. Yes. And then he was like, um, but then I was like, oh, but like think about it. You actually get more engagement than I do. Because, mm. because his is a personal account and all of their friends are on it. Yeah. Because on it and they're always liking. Like that's why they get so much more engagement. Mm-hmm. But and then, so he kind of like took that as like <laughs> he was the better one, and he was like, "Oh, it's because you post too much." And I was like, I "Need to post? It's my business." <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, "Isn't like just their uh, whole mindset around it is completely yeah. different?" That is so interesting. So, yeah, and I was like, "But that's what I tried to get to him. Like, my ratio doesn't matter. Mm. What matters is." I'm getting clients. Exactly. Yes. I've actually unfollowed, like, on my business page, a lot of social media, um, like, management accounts. Not because they're, like, you know, they're shit, but just because I'm like, you know, I just need to take a break from it, I think. Like, it was just getting into my head way too much about the numbers and the engagement and all that crap. And I'm like, at the end of the day, this is just an extension of my brand, which is my website and me, like... Yeah. You know, we need money. Like, that, at the end of the day, <laughs> this is yeah. a business. Yeah. Instagram, like, 
yeah, there's only so much that it can do for you if it's not getting you clients. Like, yeah. that's the whole point of it. It's a portfolio. Exactly. To lead people to the website to buy. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yeah, I feel like we could have a whole chat on just, like, Instagram for business. Right? <laughs> it's, like, so insane. And there's so much you have to well, – there's so much people make you feel like you have to think about. Yes. Like, do I really need to be thinking about it or do you just need to sell your services? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually used to offer, like, social media management um, for Rust because I thought, oh, you know, it's easier to sell that than copywriting because people yep. put more of a value on it. Yeah. But I was just, like, so over it. And I was like, it was literally just draining me, like, energetically. Yeah. I just could not spend hours upon hours for clients as well as myself. So in the end, I just, yeah, I kind of had a, a couple of clients, like, naturally fall away, which was perfect. Like, the timing was just spot on. And then the rest of the inquiries, I'm like, no, sorry, it's not my thing anymore. Here's five other people who will love it and do a great job because yeah. I am done. <laughs> yeah. One of my um, my meditation clients actually was like, why don't you, because she's a network marketer. Mm-hmm. So she was like, why don't you um, offer, like, a social media management service? And I was like, because <laughs> it's enough for me to do my own. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how people assume, like, oh, if you're good on social media for your brand, you should be doing yeah. it for other brands? Yeah. And so- I was like, then I just have to think about theirs and hashtags for them. and oh, hashtags. I just don't want to. <laughs> no, it's just... Like, some people thrive off it, and I'm like, you know, take my hat off to them. Yeah. But I just cannot, like... Yeah. I like the writing, but I feel like, yeah, as... I, th- I guess I mostly am yeah, an, an introvert. Like, yeah. even with social media, it's just sucking me. <laughs> even though I'm not seeing anyone physically, I'm still, like, just draining, <laughs> talking yeah. to people. And sometimes I will, like, leave, like, my best friends just... I have a open their messages for two or three days, because, and you know, they don't care. But it's like, I just don't want to deal with yeah. it right now. Like, I just need a, a break, like a, like a breath. <laughs> totally. I get you. Mm. Yeah. So, based on your experience as a dig- digital <laughs> business owner, do you have any advice for, like, women trying to set boundaries with their business accounts on Insta? Yeah. Um, using that screen time. Uh, yeah. Thing, honestly... So I wasn't using it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends who, she's actually, you would think that she's not a millennial because she is really good at not being on it. She doesn't have a, a business account. So yeah. there is a difference. Yeah, definitely. But she was like, um, you know, I started using it and it's actually like it makes me conscious of what I'm doing mm-hmm. with it. And like when the reminder comes up that it's like you have 15 minutes left, and she's like, whoa. Why am I scrolling so much on this? Like, Mm. I haven't even done anything. So I definitely think, like, paying attention when it's telling you to get off it because it's all about mindful and conscious consumption. Yeah. Um, So, like, and setting yourself a timer to engage with your community. I like that idea. Like I just said, you know, how you get drained with it. If you Mm. have, like, if you give yourself maybe even just 10 minutes of – replying to comments or commenting on other people's things Mm -hmm. and um, replying to DMs and paying attention to your statistics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
done a poll like well I don't know if many people do that but I know you and I need it for our blog posts and yeah. stuff um and then looking at analytics where they're all coming from all that stuff so like setting yourself a timer even if you wanted to do it in the morning and then in the afternoon so yeah. you can kind of, like, I like that beyond more yeah because yeah. I find like it's tricky because at once like from one point of view you just want to be on there as little as possible but still getting or like giving your audience as much as possible yeah but on the other side of that you know we have such wonderful communities that you still want to be able to be watching your mate's stories and commenting and keeping up with them but I find when you have like so many amazing people you (laughs) do spend so much time still even though like it's valuable be like oh man that was just half an hour yeah like it's lovely but, yeah, it's, like, trying to find that balance between, like, looking after you but also showing your support, I suppose, because that's, yeah. you know, so powerful just having people by our side. Definitely. Who support yeah. us. Yeah. And also not stressing about the outcome mm. of your posts or polls or anything. Yeah. Because, like, you just, you just should be posting when you have something to say and then you walk away from it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I I was doing, like, the whole trying to do, like, seven days a week, I think, when I started, which yeah. worked because it did build up, like, the momentum. But now I will often, like, if I don't have scheduled post, I'll forget for, like, four days in a row. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's the weekend now. No one's going to see it, so I'm, I'm just going to wait till Monday and just, like, yeah. start fresh because, you know, there's not really any point putting it up if, you know, your audience isn't checking their business accounts, you know? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Do you, um, like, use many, like, well, I know you mentioned polls, but when you're building, like, your services and stuff, do you reach out and kind of base it on your community or is it more like a gut thing? Because I find, like, some of mine, I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do and this is what I want to sell. But other things, you know, you really have to make sure people want it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, um, I actually, like, started making a joke, um, like probably about six months ago, <laughs> my life is based on what my Instagram polls tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put them like heaps. I put so you've probably seen because you follow me on my personal one. I just yeah. put on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like um, with, I definitely find with rackers, I use it. If I'm not quite sure, I use mm-hmm. it to gauge what kind of people want, so, mm-hmm. like, the products I'm bringing in, um, the kind of jewellery people want when I'm making new lines yeah. or even, like, when I'm writing a new ebook, mm-hmm. I like to put up those question stickers mm-hmm. of what people actually want. And usually it's, it, like, people end up wanting the same thing. Like, even oh, when I cool. first um, started Ship Chat with Rikers, I was like, <laughs> what do people actually want me to chat shit about? Yeah. I know, it's such an expansive, like, topic range, isn't it? Like, anything can be turned into a shit chat if you really try. Exactly. (laughs) Which is the best. So, like, one of my friends, he's just a dickhead, but he was like, talk about how to deep fry calamari. I was like, I don't (laughs) calamari, so... Not my area. (laughs) No. But most people, like overwhelmingly were like just wanted want you to talk about how you got started with your business and oh, how you dealt cool. with grief and I'm like okay I easily talk about that because I talk about that all the time so yeah. I'm glad that like 
just makes me know up. that what I'm already talking about is what they want. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah. It's yeah. really interesting, especially, like, as um, writers, you know, what we write and what we put out is so personal most of the time. Yeah. So it is interesting when people do actually relate to that because sometimes you do kind of put out something and you're like, uh, you know, this is very relevant for me, but I'm not sure if anyone else is going to get where I'm coming from. Yeah, definitely. So, that's yeah. cool. I think I found that a lot with my grief ones. Yeah. Um, and even with when I started uh, Shit Chat, I was like, oh, I don't know if people are going to relate because, like, my life experience is very what's the word like I've completely forgotten the word yeah no no I know what you mean it's like it's very much you know it's specific to you like yeah yeah I'm in the same boat at the moment where like I'm putting together you know all of these essays and I still have this voice in my head being like well what if no one gets it like what if no one else can relate to you because it was such a specific experience from when you were like 16 or 21 like you know, what if, you know, I'm sure in general people will have had some version of that, but if they don't resonate to that deeply enough, then it's kind of just, there's no point to it, you know, because, like, that's half the point of sharing your writing, you know, is, like, hoping someone gets it and someone enjoys it. I found people actually, like, like to consume stuff that isn't necessarily related to them, Mm, because I think it really helps their mindset in that, everyone's experiences are different because yeah. sometimes you can get lost in the oh my god my friends are getting married one's just had a baby Ugh, <laughs> yes what am I? but then when they can read like what you've been through they're like oh okay they've had a different life but mm-hmm. also that makes it okay that mine's different too yeah oh, that's yeah. a really good point yeah especially with like the whole or well, you know getting into our mid-20s it's such like a weird time at the moment because People either are, like, settling down, married, babies, houses, or they're not. Yep. And then people are single or they're in long-term relationships. And then, like, if you're kind of, like, floating in between or, like, you don't really identify with either of those, like, lifestyles or whatever, you can kind of feel a little bit lost. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is, like, one of the negatives of social, for sure, just, like, seeing everyone else so much. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when we were kids, you know, being what the early 2000s I don't know about you but we were just outside yeah every day and you just had your you know the people that you knew from the street or from school and that was like it and you'd only hear about them when they were directly talking to you or like gossip (laughs) so there's really you know um big thing with like social media consumption and keeping tabs on people you wouldn't normally have to know anymore and it's like you know if you stay friends with an ex or like on not necessarily in real life but on social media Mm -hmm. so you can see what they're doing and that's not good for your mental health if you're still kind of holding on to that like if you're if you've moved on and you just genuinely want to see and you're like cool they're good that's yeah that's great but I still think it's not particularly healthy Mm -hmm. that we can know what's going on I'm the same, like, I've only ever, like, I don't have that much experience with, like, big ex-relationships or whatever, but, like, my main one, it didn't end great, so I just blocked, you know, blocked and just basically just was like, let's close the book, start fresh, don't think about them and, you know, don't ever look and that was, like, four years ago and I still haven't unblocked because I'm just like, 
nah, not anymore. But I do know a lot of people and they're like constantly checking in and they're getting so invested in their ex's life or like who they're commenting on or what they're doing or where they're being tagged and I'm like, why? You're not even, you're not even like friends. Why do you care? Yeah, it's crazy, hey? Yeah. I feel like that would just take up so much time as well, like almost like grudges, you know, when you've got a grudge, you're thinking about that person so much and it's not great for you. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, like you're just still so invested in them even though they probably don't give two, like, shits about you anymore. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So do you find that you have, um, do you put on any, like, I guess a personality online or do you feel like you're quite authentic? I think you're quite, like, authentic in terms of chatting to you now versus seeing you on Instagram, like, same thing. But do you feel like that you try and put on anything or, like, you know, a bit of professional or, like, a bit of this or anything? Uh, not anymore. That's good. Um, when I first started Rackers, I was trying to be a bit more professional. Mm-hmm. And that's just not in <laughs> Same. Um, yeah, so I was trying to keep away from my shit jokes and <laughs> just and my swearing, like, I swear quite a bit. Yeah. So I was trying to keep that away and just be like, yeah, just be professional and Mm-hmm. just wasn't working for me. I was like, I need a brand personality and why can't that be my own? Yeah, exactly. So, I found the same thing, that, actually. Yeah. It yeah, just makes a big like, difference. It does. And I think especially because we're writers. Mm-hmm. Yes. We share <laughs> personal things. It's kind of like, well, may as well just lay it all out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, the thing, like, I've noticed, you know, my best posts do like not even I don't not even the likes but just in terms of the conversations that come from them are the ones where I'm being like completely vulnerable and sharing some you know like not necessarily deep shit but some just really real stuff yeah you know and then yeah people can kind of just oh thank you so much for sharing I needed to hear this today or I've had a similar experience or blah 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 like and it's really nice what comes from that but I feel like that wouldn't happen if we were just like Oh, you know, having a great day in the office today, hashtag yep. Monday or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> hashtag happy weekend. Um, I yeah, hate those posts. Like, I know, right? <laughs> um, on my birthday, I'd had, like, a really good day, but I'd still, like, kind of had an off mental health day, and I mm-hmm. posted... I'd normally post about it on my personal, but I posted about it on Rackers just to be like, hey, guys this is life. Yeah. And I actually had like people reach out and this one woman was like, yeah, my husband actually goes through this kind of stuff. And she'd shown him my post and he was kind of like, like she was like, it was just really nice because he was like, Hey, other people go through this. Cause like, she's like, he kind of beats himself up when they're going, like when things are good for them, but he's still feeling that, you know, shit. And it's like, you know, well, that's just what depression does. It's just it's Yeah, just you can't control it. Little pal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was like, it was really nice to hear that and for yeah. people to be like, yeah, like, it's good when you talk about this stuff because it makes people be like, whoa, me too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I found, like, I've been, um, like, I do it quite a lot on my personal. Like, I do the purge of who I'm following. Yeah. Um, but then I've started to do it more on Ross just because, like, 
you know, especially with what you said about, like, trying to be conscious with how much you spend on, how much time you spend on Insta. Like, I do just want to see my favorite people. Like, I don't want to really see brands. I'm like, oh, you know, you're kind of cool and, like, relevant, but, you know, I don't really connect with your stuff. Like, a pretty picture doesn't really do it for me anymore, like, unfortunately. And I think, like, as we've talked about personality, you can kind of see it now, I think, because, like, the rise of authenticity, you mm. can pick the ones who aren't quite being authentic. Yep. I'm just like, I don't like this. Ah, <laughs> uh, fake. It's not that they're fake because they're trying to keep a positive personality for their brand, and yeah. that's cool. But it's like, it's okay to sometimes be like, whoa, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And I think, like, there's different types of brands as well. Like, my one of my favourites is go-to skincare. Oh, like, <laughs> the champions of everything. But, like, <laughs> particularly on socials. And they are, like, an overwhelmingly positive, happy, like, informative brand. And, you know, they don't share, like, the, I guess, the bad stuff. But they have enough information and, like, re- yeah. like relatable content that they don't need to. Yeah. Which I think that's kind of, like, the magic formula almost, like... Because if you're not going to share the deep stuff, you still have to share stuff that people can relate to and, like, have a connection with in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. It's even funny. I actually bought GoTo because of their copy, right? Yeah, same. (laughs) But it made my skin break out. So sad. And I still love it as a person. (laughs) Because I'm like, everything, even their packaging, just everything was perfect. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't use this anymore but I do have very sensitive skin so yeah. like it doesn't reflect on their brand at all anyway and I yeah. know that because it's like I just have to figure out what works for me mm-hmm. but it's funny because I'm like you know a brand's good when you still love it after it's yes <laughs> yeah like oh this didn't work but I still want to buy you <laughs> I think I got an email with something new they had and I was like so tempted to be like maybe I'll try it and yeah. I'm like no. <laughs> Out of yeah. curiosity, what products did you try? Like um, the Face Hero. Uh huh. Yeah, the oil. Yeah. The foam. Oh, the cleanser. Uh huh. And the moisturizer. Oh, okay. So, like the base range. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, you must have. Real I don't know if it was the oil. Mm. I don't. My skin's just like no. Mm-hmm. Don't do oil. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was quite a sad time. Yeah. Oh, you should try it again and maybe just do the face cleanser because that's very gentle compared to like the oil is amazing, but it has lots of different products in it. Yeah. So yeah, this is completely off topic, but like I live (laughs) by the cleanser. I'm never going back and I'm cursing myself for all those years when I used to use fucking St. Ives scrub. Remember that stuff with the micro bees? Yuck. When your skin's so sensitive, nope. and it's like, but I was convinced, you know, when you're young and you yeah. don't, it. and I was like, no, but because it scrubs, it'll get the stuff out. Yeah, no, might, that's not how it works. It's literally <laughs> the opposite. I know. <laughs> I feel like that is a whole thing as well. Like one of the things that they should have taught us in school is yes. like skincare because it's such a time as well when you're so self-conscious of your shit skin just breaking out left, right, and center. And no one's really telling you what to do except for your parents who are in a whole different level of skin game. Like, And yep. they, their products that they used back in, like, the 80s aren't around anymore yeah. or they've changed. Like, 
Yeah, man. I know, skin. Such a fun time. <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine to just, like, become perfect, like... Right? Like, like I'm 25. Yeah. Like, when, isn't it supposed to be clear by now? Right. I know, I thought it would, like, you'd tick over to, like, maybe 21. That's why everyone celebrated, because your pimples would just stop. Actually, though. Like, that would be a great party. Like, that would be. I will have a party. <laughs> yes, definitely. I will fly down. I have a few questions about, um, for rhythm and words. Yep. So not so much socials. Um, but rhythm and words explores the rhythm of women in their 20s. So I would like to know how you describe your own rhythm right now at 25. <laughs> uh, like it's such a good question. Thank um, you. <laughs> so like I'm all about introspection mm-hmm. and I think that kind of comes naturally with being so into meditation and now being a meditation teacher. Mm. But I, so I've been able to not like work with myself and I know, A, I'm not a morning person anymore. Well, oh. no, I never was one. <laughs> I know, we're kind of just forced to be, aren't we, in school? Yeah. And, like, you know, when you used to have to work for someone, it's mm-hmm. just you had to be at work at a certain time. And when I used to work in the cafe, I had to be at work at 6 a.m. Oh. Like, I, that's just not me. No. In the so I think um, I stopped trying to make myself one. Mm-hmm. And so some days, like, my work day doesn't start till 2 p.m. Mm. But, like, that's okay. So yeah. Like, and because my best work is done at night or, you know, into the early hours of the morning. And I, Mm -hmm. that's just part of my rhythm now. Like, I'll write into the early hours, I'll sleep until 10 (laughs) a.m., sometimes 12 p.m. Nice. Um, But, yeah, so I think, you know, it's just like doing that and meditating on the regular Mm -hmm. so that I can accept my feelings like my biggest thing is that I just have so many feelings <laughs> yes <laughs> so just being able to like acknowledge them and mm-hmm. work with them and not ignore them anymore yeah so I think that comes in with the rhythm just being able to meditate and write with my feelings and I like that yeah and um and I don't put myself in situations anymore that I'll that will make me uncomfortable that's a big one yeah Yeah. that's definitely one that I think comes with time too yeah it's like you do need a few years to learn like your boundaries and you know what does make you feel comfortable versus what you know your guts are screaming like get the fuck out of there girl yeah yeah uh, definitely yeah Yeah. I love that yeah it's making me think now (laughs) I think um, definitely with, like, the leaning into feelings, that's one, been one of my biggest, like, learnings since maybe, yeah, like, I was 21 or so. Yeah. Just learning to accept them and sit with them. And, like, I used to be very much like, oh, I'm a cool girl. I don't cry. <laughs> I'm not going to cry at stupid shit. But now I'm just like, oh, fuck it. Just cry over this movie. Cry over this book. Cry over this thought. Like, just get it out and move on. Because, like... Uh, they're just like it's just water like i guess yeah and it, your body just needs it yeah i never cry in school like 
I remember someone, I think I cried in like year 10 mm-hmm. because my um, best friend's parents were getting divorced and oh. so she was crying, so I was crying. Yes. <laughs> and I had like multiple people come up and be like, are you okay? We've never seen you cry before. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But now, it, like it's just funny to think that I was even that person because now right. I am the crier. I literally cry at everything. Uh-huh. I know. I feel bad for James every time we go to the movies because I'm like, yeah, I could be crying by the end of this. Just don't look yeah. at me. <laughs> Just leave me be. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. We went and watched Spider-Man and I was fucking crying at Spider-Man. <laughs> God. I love that. The emotions. Like, I just, I think because I, uh, you know, as writers, when you see something and it's just like the most perfect script, mm-hmm. like my emotions just explode. Or like when I see a band live and just hearing those lyrics like again explode into like a mush bubble of like love and just like excitement and adoration of them yeah yeah she um i'm like i've used this analogy so many times (laughs) (laughs) you're just like a kettle which is really good because i also love tea so i was like oh yes but she's like you're a kettle and you need to let out the water the before you overflow. Huh. Mm-hmm. That is such a good analogy. Yeah. I love when <laughs> analogies, like, actually make sense with you, like, because sometimes I hear them, like, eh, it's, mm. I don't get it. But, yeah, anything to yeah. do with tea, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she knew that that would work for me, too. Yeah. How much you love tea. Yeah, she found your sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how would you say that your rhythm has changed compared to when you were, like, 20 or 21? So, like, five um, years ago. Just completely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I actually don't fully remember my 20th year because that was the year after Mum passed away. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Um. I worked myself to the bone, though. I remember, like, I used to just work all the time. I had a semester off uni, like, of Mm -hmm. course. Yeah. Um, But I went back to uni, so I just, I was just going. And I'm not a goer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like having things to do and I like, um, you know, having clients and everything Mm -hmm. now. But back then I didn't know the difference between just taking some time for myself and kind of shutting out my feelings. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was 20 and even 21 I was going out all the time because I'd met some new friends and going out is not me either. Like, yeah. It was just I enjoy it if I'm in the mood for it, but I was kind of I was, rather than working myself to the bone because I'd quit my job by then, I was um, drinking myself. Oh, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) What is it about, like, the 20th? I swear, like, when I turned 20, that was just, like, my year of, like, going out and drinking. And now I'm just like, man, I wish I could tally up how much money I spent on fucking alcohol and I could probably have a house. (laughs) I actually, I was, I hope the boys don't listen to this, but um, I had, like, some really close guy friends and they were the ones I'd go out with and (laughs) they pretty much pay my whole night through oh that's um, awesome and they actually started to make comments about it like, <laughs> <laughs> like a few months into like our friendship and I was like 
this is strategy, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. You guys are the ones who are dumb enough <laughs> to pay. Exactly. Um, yeah, because I remember once one of them was like, he thought that I just had no money. And I was like, oh. well, no, like I've got savings. <laughs> and I watched the penny drop and he was like, you've been making us pay for your drinks. And I was like, I didn't make you do anything. You offered. <laughs> Exactly. You thought I had no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sorry. That's sometimes in, like, the best position to be in, though, when people think that you're broke and they're like, oh, I'll shout you, and you're like, yeah, thanks, mate. No, I can go shopping once you go home. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so I think that's, um, I, yeah, wasn't, I didn't really meditate back then either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my, my anxiety got really bad. So, like, I was just trying to run away from my problems because, like, yeah. yeah, I was going out every weekend and then I went to Europe. I had a massive breakdown in Europe. My poor Aww. Kentucky friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is, like, a high-pressure situation, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, then, then when I moved back, I was, like, I was kind of, like, faced with my – with everything, and mm. I was like, no, I can't do this, so I moved to Sydney because I was just running away again. I was like, no, this will solve all my problems. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but then it was when I moved back, when I was like, oh, I need to work myself. Mm-hmm. So I was um, just shy of 23 by then, and that's when I started to, like, meditate all the time because my anxiety attacks were too often. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, my rhythm's just like because I don't, I didn't have one. Yeah. I didn't have a routine. I just, oh, I was just kind of floating through life. I, like, I was yeah, having, I feel like, that. You know, when I was 22, great year, but I was, like, you know, I had so much fun in that year because it was when I went to Europe and when I moved to Sydney, but it was also probably when I had my most anxiety attacks mm-hmm. and I wasn't actually correlating the two, didn't think oh. that they had anything to do with each other. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I think now I'm just able to actually um, look at things Yeah. with a perspective, I guess. And mm-hmm. Like I aged <laughs> so in just like two years. <laughs> right. I was actually going to say it feels like there's almost like three you know, between, say, like, 19, 20 and 25, there's, like, three different rhythms that you kind of go through. Yeah. Like, and I feel like the first one is very much, like, limbo. Like, I went through it too where I think, you know, you've been out of school and if you don't go into uni straight away or even if you do, like, there's no solid routine anymore. So, like, you're just kind of thrown into it and, like, thrown into all of these new situations and responsibilities and, you know, we just kind of, like, fumble around in the dark for a few years until we figure out what works with us. And then, yeah, I think I was about, like, 22 as well when I started, like, sorting my shit out. Yeah. yeah. But really, like, last year was my big year, so, like, at 23. Yeah. It's nice knowing that we've kind of started so early because there is, like, a lot of women who, you know, they reference their 20s as just, like, a nightmare or, like, just, like, you know, they just didn't know anything. They didn't know themselves. They didn't know what they were doing. And, you know, then they get to their 30s and, like, the waters calm down again. But that's a long time yep. to have to wait. And I've been very conscious. I'm like, I don't want to get to 30 and figure out my shit. Like, I want to figure it out now. 
and like live like a great 20s and be able to look back and love this decade instead of like look back on it and be like oh you know poor Viv she had a lot to learn like no I want to be learning now yeah exactly yeah you know when they're like oh so many regrets and I'm like I do not regret anything like I have made some bloody stupid decisions (laughs) but you know that's what's got me here so I'm like you know I had to be a bit stupid and yeah keep going back to boys I should (laughs) (laughs) yeah all that kind of stuff like every part of it even when I was drinking and like, now I hardly drink. I'm actually mm. doing Dry July anyway, but... Oh, good for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, but even, like, that's only just so I um, don't have my red wine with dinner. Yeah. That is, like, mm-hmm. it's... But I... Don't, I just don't binge drink anymore. Mm. I, um... For my birthday, it was the first time I'd gone, like, out clubbing, I guess. Oh. Is what you call it. But, um, in, like, 18 months. Wow. Because I was like, for those 18 months, I was like, no, work on yourself, man. Yeah. Like, you sort some shit out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't miss it. That's the biggest thing. Like, I was like, yeah. you know, people would think that you get FOMO, but I was like, I did not care. I yeah. was seeing chats or things on Instagram where, you know, everyone was going out and I was like, cool. Yeah. I'm fun, but I'm loving being in bed right now <laughs> watching shit movies. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that, actually, because I wrote a blog post, I think, like, maybe a couple of months ago now, where I called it, like, end of an era, where I, like, kind of realised, like, yeah, I'm done with, like, that whole clubbing and binge drinking scene. And, like, in a way, I was a little bit, not sad, but, like, I was like, you know, I did have a lot of fun with it, but I also remember how many days I wasted, like, realistically, we'd be in the club for, like, what, six hours at max, or, like, drinking for six hours, and then maybe the full day the next day, or even two days, were just wiped out. Yeah. Like, does nothing, and you felt like shit, and you were like hating yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's like, I do not miss that in the no. slightest. My little sister, like speaking of her, <laughs> that quite a bit. Yeah. She She's in that age. Yeah, but like, I think maybe it was last weekend. She was like, oh, she was struggling, Aww. and she was like just sitting there, just on her phone, of course, just yes. <laughs> just the whole day she spent not moving from the couch and just on her phone. Oh. And I was like, bruh, like, do you want to do something? She's like, do you want to go get KFC? <laughs> Classic hangover cure. <laughs> like, all right, I'll get it. Like, I'll take you in. Yeah. And like, I'll get it because I'm hungry. Yeah. But, you know, I don't miss the need for greasy food yeah. or just any of it. Nah. Ugh. Do you find, like, I guess coming back to the whole social media thing, like, you know, when we were, like, 20, 21, it felt very much at, like, the the time where you posted everything, you know? It was, like, the, the Snapchats of every single fucking thing you did that night. Yes. So, like, there was even more of, like, that FOMO situation because you just saw everything and you're like, oh, man, should I have gone out tonight? Like, whereas yeah. now it's nice. It's a little bit toned down, at least for our age group anyway. Yeah. Like, you don't see as much. And I find when I do see people, like, posting a lot from their night out, I'll just, like, skip the story because I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah, the FOMO was real back then. Mm. Like, and social media definitely had a massive part in it because you could have a Saturday night where you're like, I don't feel like going out, yeah. so I'm not going to. But then, you know, and if you didn't pick up your phone, you'd have a you lovely night. 
Mm-hmm. But then if you do and you see a bunch of your friends are out and you're like, why didn't I go, you know, yeah. what would they have done that I would have missed out on? Or, and it's probably nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. really, it's probably nothing of substance. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the nights that you do go out, you kind of get home and you're like, what is Yeah. <laughs> right? Especially with the next day and you're like, man, I really can't remember, like, you know, you can't remember the fine details. You can remember, like, the general locations and stuff. You're like, I have no idea what I spoke about last night. Like, yeah, because you didn't really speak about anything. No, and it's, like, it's yelling. Like, the, the chats with people you went to school with and it's just the same thing every single weekend. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, the passive-aggressive chats as well where yeah. they're, like, they have to tolerate you because you're friends with one of their friends. Oh, I don't miss that at all. Like, I think I mentioned, like, yeah, getting stink eyes from, like, girls I knew in high school from across yeah. the club. Like, I do not miss that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or ever. Or the fake chats from people who you know didn't like you. Yes. I got that a lot. I remember one girl, she was a bitch to me in school. <laughs> um, like, because we'd been friends when I think I was in, like, year 10. And then by the end of year 10, she just, like, decided she didn't like me. Uh. And I never knew why. And I was just kind of like, whatever. But mm-hmm. we got... I remember going out one night because she doesn't live here anymore, but she was here, and she was like, oh, my God, like, how are you going? And, like, Ew. back to social media, she was like, I see, like, stuff on Instagram, oh, you see yeah. really well, and because, like, I think this was also because people felt bad because mum passed away, so mm. they felt like they had to be nice to me, and I was like, you don't, like, yeah. weren't nice to me, and she was like, you know... Oh, I hope you're doing well. Oh, I get that a lot. I still get it sometimes. Like, how are you? How's your family? And, like, you don't care. Yeah, right? I hate those fake questions. It's like, do you even know any of their names? Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad to be in the next little phase. Tell you that much. Yeah. Me too. So I guess that actually ties in nicely to my final question. Which is, um, do you have any advice to girls who are about to enter their 20s? Um, as I feel like turning the big, like, 2-0 triggers, like, an existential crisis of sorts. Like, I know yeah. it did for me. Like, I was so not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think my biggest thing is, like, you don't need anyone else's approval. Mm. And, like, and I, I know it's easy to say and you kind of need to figure it out for yourself. But, um, you know, if it's to do with your career choice or dating or anything, like, it'll all fall into place and maybe it won't by 25 and maybe you will spend your 20s hating it like a lot of people (laughs) But it's like you don't, you're not going to follow the same path that your friends are and Mm. it's okay if. You're the perpetually single friend. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I am. And it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, you don't have to. I've, I've watched people set it, settle into relationships because they just feel like they should because everyone else is in one. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's a really good thing I've watched with my sister because she's, I think because she's had three older sisters who have all kind of, none of us have, Falling into relationships because we felt like we needed to, so she's yeah. had that. So she like, but she watches her friends, and one of them at the moment is kind of just 
being treated like shit and Yvette's like, mm. get out now. Yeah. Oh, but good. That's so good of her. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think it's just, yeah, you don't need anyone's approval. Like, stop trying to seek it on social media. Yes. Who cares about the likes? Mm-hmm. Like, don't do something on a Saturday night because you think that the photo will be good for your social oh. media. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've watched that a lot. Like, you know, and they get, they have, like, their photo shoots. Yeah, like, and oh. they're not talking to each other afterwards. <laughs> like, literally, I was out for breakfast one ma- one day, like, just went out for my by myself with a book, and there was a couple sitting next to me, and I think they're around our age, maybe a little bit, a couple years younger, dead silence on their phones the whole time. Yeah. Breakfast arrived, phones out, getting that gram snap, putting their hands in, putting their plates together, and then yeah. just back to silence. Like, yeah. it was just such a coordinated strike. Like, they didn't even have to speak to each other. I'm like, wow, and I bet you're going to post that later, being like, had a great breakfast with such and such, such a fun time. And it's like, you actually didn't speak to each other. You you shouldn't have even been there together. Like, it was a waste of a a catch-up, in my opinion, anyway. And that's the thing, like, you know, I'll go, I have one of my friends who I see, like, as regularly as we can try. Mm. But her and I, we don't touch our phones the entire time because we just don't stop talking because it's like, this happened, this, 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 yes. thing, because we didn't, like, we can talk about everything. So we managed to go from, like, politics to our sex lives in <laughs> one, one minute. <laughs> I love that. But, um, but yeah, so it's, like, I think that's a big thing. Just worry more about building relationships, not mm. about building followings. Yeah. I think. And that is a good quote. Because people will always be there on your phone, but... You know, what happens if social media just dies one day? Yes. Who are your friends? Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to actually message you and be like, hey, you, are you doing okay? Yeah. Who's going to have so, your number? Yeah. <laughs> I really, I, that's something I'm very aware of. I'm like, I don't have anyone's numbers that I, like, chat to on, on Instagram. So when yeah. it goes down, like, see ya. I can't talk yeah. to any of them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's my biggest thing just um stop trying to seek approval because I did for a long time mm-hmm. and yeah it's just not worth it you only you can only get it from yourself yeah I love and that. I know people a bit like roll their eyes at that but it's true but. <laughs> yeah it's like once you get to that step and you just when you actually understand that yeah. that's when your life just becomes so much more just better and like less stressful I found like not needing that validation from an external source that you're actually probably not friends with, you know? Because, like, it's lovely when your friends come out and be like, oh, you look great, or, you know, whatever. And that's, like, a genuine, you know, that's a genuine connection. But, yeah, there's some of them where they're like, cool photo. (laughs) You're like, go away. You don't even care about me. (laughs) Because I've even caught myself sometimes where I'm like, you know, I have an event coming up. Mm. And, like, in my head I'm like, oh, imagine the photos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, no. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh huh. I'm the same. Like, cause I rarely wear makeup. So whenever I do, I'm like, mm, I'm gonna take a photo. Cause like, I feel good today. But I'm like, you yeah. don't actually have to post that. You can just take it, you know, yeah. and have that for yourself. Like, you don't need to get a, a second level of like validation that you do look good. You know, like what you think is enough. I totally agree. Yeah. 
totally feel that. Because yeah. even yesterday, because I don't really wear makeup, especially because, like, we're working from home all the yeah, time. Yeah, so. why bother? And then, yeah, yesterday I went to go for coffee with one of my friends, so I put some on. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> like, I like Yeah. I like and I took a selfie in and I was like, I don't need to put that in there. Like, yeah. It's just for me. Because, like, there was part of me that was like, oh, should I, like, edit it, just put it up? And then I was like, no. Yeah. No. Everyone knows what you look like. <laughs> exactly. I find, like, nowadays it's more for the outfits because I'm like, ooh, new yes. outfit or, like, cool outfit. I'm like, yeah, I'm sharing yeah. this because it looks sick. Ooh. And I was like, I can't wait to actually have somewhere to wear this. Yeah. And then, like, yes, of course I'm going to take a photo with it. Yeah. Like, you know, it looks good. Yeah. And I, like, I think um, it's, like, it's different for us now because I think because we don't really dress up. Yeah. Like, hey, look, I'm wearing something cool today. It's you a rarity. Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an everyday thing anymore. So. Yeah. It feels special, which I think it's yeah. good. It's good to post the special stuff and, you know, yeah. the stuff that's, you know, a good a good moment. Even yeah. a bad moment, but just a moment that you want to remember, I think. Yeah. And not for anyone else. Yeah, so. definitely. Because, like, I have spent, like, a lot of this time being, like, get off social media. But I'm also, like, no, I love it. Yeah. I do post all the time, but that's... I think I've changed a lot from when I was younger, mm-hmm. like, because I just used to post, like, any picture I'd take. Oh, yes, Whereas, me too. The Facebook albums, the shame of the Facebook <laughs> albums. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. So, now it's, like, if if it's kind of, like, maybe just a photo of my coffee, I'll usually have a caption that actually makes sense along with it. Mm. Like, yeah, it's a good balance. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And we've spoken for, like, over an hour, and it's gone so quick. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was like, um, hopefully this will get, like, to maybe half an hour. Yeah. (laughs) But, no, this is awesome because I really want to go, like, in depth and, you know, unpack shit and share those stories and experiences below, like, yeah, the surface level that we usually see or hear. (laughs) I'm so grateful that you've taken the time for you and this podcast today. I know how many shows are competing for your love, so thank you for choosing Rhythm and Words. If you like this episode, you can review us on Apple Podcasts and share this story with a woman who needs it. For more behind the scenes, you can catch us on Instagram at Rhythm and Words Podcast, online at rhythmandwords.com, or join the conversation in our Facebook group, Rhythm and Women.